Oh, I'm over here. Did you see me? I'm over here, like, looking for my notebook. It's not here. Because I thought it was in the car, and I thought about this all day, and I was like, oh, it's in the car. I'll grab it. And then I got in the car at 4 p.m., and I was like, oh, it's on the car. And I was like, okay, it's got to be in the house. And then I spent the whole time since I've been home looking for it and it wasn't here but that's okay because I've watched it and I got some re- good reference uh articles up so I, we can do these names so I was trying to figure out like when we get ready to introduce people should I put it in the comments so people can like see what we're trying to pronounce like <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I gave up because I, I want to. I want to be able to point to say something and just circle it like with my mouse and say, "What is this?" <laughs> That's fine because at some point, I legitimately gave up. Some of those names, I looked at the screen, looked at it, and was like, "Okay, a person." Do <laughs> with the black hair, like yeah, but a person, a person's friend, a, a person, person close to them. Like I just quit. <laughs> I gave up. I gave up. I, I didn't have it. In Somebody that I used to know. Pretty like, Gautier. I can say that. <laughs> but yeah, I can say Erla. <laughs> <Like. laughs> <laughs> Listen, I brought up my notes. The only name I can pronounce. Here we go. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we Guys, go. hi. This is all docked up. I'm Chris. That's VJ. I don't know where Peros is right now. Like. We literally have talked today and everything, and like I don't know where he is. So. We hope he's okay because we dev don't know where he is. Oh. Hi, Tamra. Hi, darling. Oh, you heard that? You heard that baritone now? Like, let me stop. Okay. <sighs> okay. So, guys, hi. We're here, and we're gonna talk to you about a documentary that was all in another language. It is called Out of Thin Air. I thought I would start off by telling you that because i can't wait he sees this um because (laughs) we don't know um, these people's names (laughs) y'all i don't know how to say any of these people's names so i thought it'd be very important to tell you that before you go like if you're not a like if you're those people that don't like the closed caption on or like one of those people that don't like to read your movies this is probably not going to be for you um you gotta read very like, cause you gotta read, like you can't be like cooking and cleaning and then trying to watch this. So if that is not your cup of tea, then just listen to us and we'll tell you what happened. <laughs> the and dog. there's a, and there's a dog and <laughs> wait, I wish we could put him in another screen. I just put pen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. So it's on Netflix. It's called Out of Thin Air. Um, it is basically, in a nutshell, about false confessions. That That's very accurate, right? Yeah, into thin air or when things happened in your mind. Um, when, when, I, when I fell asleep and, <laughs> and I remembered the dream after 11 months and... I think it happened for real. So <laughs> yeah, AK was all a dream. Um, <sighs> like for real, Th- that was probably one of the most alarming things about the whole story for me. Is like I can't even remember my dream from last Thursday. Like I don't. I'm not gonna remember a dream from a le- almost a year ago, unless 
it was Freddy Krueger was in it and I woke up dead. Like I can't <laughs> recall a time that like I was like I don't remember dreams. Like so there would never it didn't also like I barely. Why would you look okay, we'll just wait till we get there because okay. <laughs> I have so many questions. All right, great. Okay, so where do we start? Do you want to start by talking about the disappearances? Or do we want to talk about the way, kind of go into the way the documentary flows? I guess we could do it the way the documentary flows, because otherwise I guess it's not going to make sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, yeah, I guess I guess, I guess, guess that does make sense, that it won't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Something, 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 something. Okay, yeah. so let's let's get into it. Um, I don't have my notebook, so I've got all information. I'll just follow and like come in, like you just tell me how it's flowing, and we're we're good. Okay, so first of all, this was this was filmed like super dark. So if you turn if it if it if it's giving you like um, Game of Thrones that last cup that last episode is this giving you Game of Thrones vibes? Like just turn the contrast up on your TV because it's like very dark. Uh, if it's giving if it's giving you California wildfires are affecting Las Vegas skies, then you want to turn your contrast. Up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's dark the whole time. It just does not get any better. It's just dark. Um, oh, man. So we meet Erla. Uh, the only name okay. that we can pronounce, aka okay. liar, liar, pants on fire, aka manic pixie dream liar, whatever you want to call her. Okay, um, wait, wait, I'm gonna put her whole name up, and <laughs> I'm going to. Um, her name is Erla B because that Erla Bola daughter, <laughs> Bola Erla. daughter, right? A Bola daughter. That's Bola daughter. B Bola dot. Bola, oh, is it Bola dot here? Like, does it does it got like a? Do you put a little on it? Manic, manic pixie dream liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Erla, Erla is the girl that's giving you all the fibs. Um, and it's not even that it's a, it is a fib, but it's like, okay, You'll let me let me tell at you. the end how she was coached into these fibs. So I feel bad calling her manic manic pixie dream liar, but at the beginning of this, like the way they framed this documentary, tear. It tear, just seems tear, like she did tear. a lot of lying. <laughs> it's like it's like when you found something in your boyfriend's phone and you're pretty sure you understand what it is, but then he spends the whole time telling you that it's not. So then when like your mama asks you about what happened, you like you tell his side of the, his part of the story. That's kind of what happened. Pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> this this is like 1974 in Iceland in Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykjavik. Iceland. Yes, it's a small ass country. It's like 220,000 people. Now, in right. 1974, now. there was like 124,000 people. Oh, and during right. this, you'll hear them call it the village of Iceland. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't even refer to it as, as a country. Like, they're calling it a village for most right. of us. Right. I don't know that 124,000 people qualifies it as a village, but sure. Um, yeah, it takes okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a very large village. But what they point out to us is that it's very, it's an island. So it's very sheltered. Basically, all these white people live around white people that look like them. And because they're on an island, literally 124,000 people are all like 
two degrees separated from each other. All I was just going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, like, though we're in like the six figures of numbers, this is like a town where everybody kind of knows somebody or knows somebody that knows that person. So it, it feel, it, because it's uh, an island. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Because they're all related. Because it is an island full of blonde, blue-eyed, white people. It's about as Nordic as it's going to get. Yes. 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 Um, But that's not what this documentary is about. It's about them being white. Make no mistake. (laughs) <laughs> but, but <laughs> very true very true right, get out get off the bed get out no, so, get out uh-uh. okay not, so okay. okay go ahead i'll again i'll just come in because no so somebody okay basically they're telling us like she erla is we get erla through the whole time documentary hey <laughs> and um <laughs> 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 not the stiff arm though. <laughs> her big ass is trying to get in my lap I don't know what she has going on crazy um, I'm so sorry guys I don't know what she's going through I really don't know what she's going through but uh, <laughs> anyway uh, um, she trying to juke me asleep, but, uh, um, but <laughs> Anyway, so Earl is basically telling us that like Iceland goes through kind of what happened to America in the 60s, right? You get like the hippie counterculture. It's all now mm-hmm. the kids are doing drugs, smoking weed, doing all the stuff mm-hmm. and having an enlightenment. And it's wild times. Um, and it's scary to all the older people. Uh, they're right? very afraid. Yes. Yes. So, so she has a boyfriend, right? We're going to talk about. Yeah, she meets uh this all this is going on and they go to a party basically and she meets Cyber. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I think it's Cyber. So, listen, I'm going to sh- there's a there is a certain character. See how the you see how the um yeah, that like the, the, the yeah, like, I can't make my like, my mouth make that noise. noise. Yeah, I can't I make think that I think that 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 makes a a sound. So I think it's savar. I think it's savar. So I think when the a and the e are are like Siamese twins, I think that it's like a. I think it makes that sound. So okay. like it makes the savar Sisleski, I think, because let's because he's not from there. Sai 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 because I mean it's not. He's not. He's not from Iceland, so it's not. No. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> we tell you a story, Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sivar, 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 Sislowski, Sislowski, Sivar. That's her name, And Erla tells us that he's Slavic with dark eyes. And I was like, I don't know what that means, girl. But I it don't. Sounds racist. <laughs> it sounds racist. I don't like it. I don't like it, but okay. Turns out I might have been right because they, they start treating the nigga real bad. Oh. Turns out. Turns out. Basically, <laughs> okay, she finally got down. I, she, she's definitely like, fuck all this. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with her today. She's insane. Um. So the police are like calling these people troublemakers, and they say that uh, 
Savor, Savar, Savar, and his uh and his group of associates are troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Basically, these old yes. white people are like they're a bunch of hippies and they do drugs. Basically, they make it sound like they're a gang of street urchins and it's newsies yes. because it's still Iceland. Yes. Like they're calling they're, they're saying they're horrible, like criminals, but there's really no crime there. So I'm like, just like no, there's doing? like no crime. There's like there's so no crime. Is that a thing? Can you say so no? There's such no crime. I don't know how I don't know what it's supposed to sound like, but there's so little crime, that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, no, Autumn, we're gonna we're gonna thug it out. We're gonna, we're gonna keep do doing this. it. No, nope. we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, we're going for it. There are. <laughs> so, oh fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, but I forgot. So a little crime. Anyway. That. <laughs> oh yes, that they literally that this whole this whole fucking story is based around them trying to solve the one time something happened or the two times something happened. I should say. Which really isn't like two times that nothing happened because it apparently is pretty common, yeah. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I was like, but apparently it happens pretty commonly, so it wasn't even like the shit that happened was like, like out of the outright. Okay, great. Okay, so her, Erla, and Savar are a fucking couple, basically. And they have a baby. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not basically. They had like a. I think at the time of all this happening, they had an eleven. The baby was eleven months old, I believe. So yeah. Okay. Um, January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy four. Yep. Goodmundur. Oh, one moment, please. I'm gonna go with Goodmunder. <laughs> we'll see what y'all say. Good, Goodmunder, good, because they, like, they're like they, good they, burger. on the you. They're good, good, good. Okay, because look, it's about to be another weird, uh, another weird character. <laughs> like, what is that? What's that third thing? What's that third thing do? I don't like, know. And then the way they were saying it in the documentary, depending on the person's dialect, they were saying different things. Right. Yeah. Goodmunder. Okay. Goodmunder. Goodmunder. Wait. Goodmunder in Irison. <laughs> you gotta be like, good job. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and now let's stop laughing at his name. So Laguda. Laguda went missing. He's 18 years old. Um, just walking back from his house, like not even super far away, right? Um, he was, yeah, last... he was out with some people because I guess we get a we get a an interview with his friend that was with him the night he goes missing, and the friend is yeah, the... <laughs> Girl, and the friend was like, yeah, we were all out and we were having a good time, and we looked up from the party and we were ready to go. We realized he had left us. Turns out he didn't leave them. Um, because <laughs> how often does that really happen without you clearly knowing that the, that your friend left? Well, it was the seventies, girl. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the dog is taking me out, Autumn, because she won't stop. <laughs> what is stop? You're basically for the company. Get out. Bye. Can we yeah. also talk about how Penrose has still not responded or popped in? <laughs> it's fine, but I'm just like, I just that nigga right. set us up. Like he very much like <laughs> sent us straight to voicemail. 
Okay, cool. Because it's because he wasn't up to the challenge of saying the names. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, good news, y'all! I embarrassed the dog so bad she left the room. So, oh, great. <laughs> so yeah, so nobody in the history of friends hanging out just like assumes somebody leaves unless it's a murder mystery. Like I feel like that's some shit that happens like in murder mysteries, like where oh, somebody we just assumed that our drunk friend left the club and none of us thought to call or text or, or find out where they're girl. going or to make sure they got there or any of that. Like nobody does what that. happens here. They say that there's some witnesses that see him, that he see him leaving with a man and that's it. They call him around two that's or three it. days later. Like, Hey, have you seen him? And Lagood, Laguda ain't shown up. <laughs> and, um, so they're looking for him and nobody knows where he is. And so they're just right. kind of like, eh, whatever. Because as mm -hmm. a search and rescue guy who was there, I don't know his name, didn't write it down. Sorry. Mm. Couldn't um, tell you. Couldn't <laughs> tell you. Um, because he was only with us for a short time. And when that flashed across the screen, I would have needed to pause to write that down. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he basically just explains that the weather there is insane and one minute it could be nice and you got clear skies and everybody's good and then by 4 p.m everything snowed over and you got to go home and hunker down for three days so basically they were just like people disappear all the time that's not uncommon <laughs> which is weird and would be a statistic to think to make me not want to live there. like i wouldn't want to live there it's much like if you go missing from like yellowstone park were you kidnapped kidnapped or are you just lost in the woods like the amount or, of people that just go missing in the woods is way larger than the amount of people that actually befall some type of foul play right. in the woods. In the woods, right. So then, do we move on to 10 months later? In June 1974, when she's an embezzler? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 10 months later, on uh, November 1974, uh, we're going to talk about the other person that disappeared. Um, okay, they are not related, but somehow they still have the same name. I, I'm not going to say it's because of what VJ said earlier. And are you ready? Here it is. <clears throat> Gerfner Inarison. Inarison. Is that what I said? In in Gerfner. Yeah. So Gerfner is a 32-year-old construction worker. Um, like I said, not related to good to Laguda. Um, he got a phone call, drove uh to a cafe, left On his the harbor. Keys and left his keys oh. in the ignition and was never seen and, again. And never was seen again. Like. And guys, when we say never seen again, we both, we want to very strongly um, remind you that this means that nobody ever found their bodies. That's something super important to know. <laughs> yeah. Like that we, we they never... disappeared so good, nigga. We don't even know where they are right now. To like, this day. Don't know where right they are. Now. No bodies, no right bones, now. no nothing. Nothing. Um, so here's how Erla and um, Savar. 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 <laughs> this is how they play into this. Apparently, Savar and his gang of street urchins from Newsies um, were like into shit as much as you can be into shit in Iceland. You know, you know, it's very, it's very short versus um, They were giving me realness. And as much as they, I guess, could get into crime in Iceland, they were into it. I guess they were selling drugs. This is the best I could tell. Maybe smoking. That's all I thought. 
like, like I think they were providing the, the other kids LSDs all I got from it um okay so she says that uh lifesaver wants to <laughs> commit a crime okay and she was like okay is she I, the dick was so amazing that she was like you know what yeah let's commit crimes you want to commit um, a crime baby let's commit that crime commit crimes anything for you baby so anything. She Anything decides they they decide they're gonna embezzle funds. Now the the way they embezzled this money was, I didn't see how it was working, but they see. I don't big. either, and I thought that she did a decent job of explaining of what they were doing. I just don't know that it right. Like I just don't get how it worked. Like I get what she said happened. I just did not be like to me. It's not none of it makes sense i just feel like maybe maybe fraud protection was very lax in the 70s i don't know they seem like a very trusting people over there so that could be it I, possibly because i just i just don't see it but to to make a very long not long story short er yeah yes. she says basically that they because there's reenactment going on here too basically in the reenactment they have taken the phone apart and put like some tin foil or something in the phone receiver to make it sound like the Remind connection you, is bad. This is the 70s, y'all. So to make it sound that. like the connection is bad so that they can pretend that they're making long distance calls. Like, what does that mean? I've never, I, I didn't know, whatever, but they did it. So then they call, they call her job. She's a Telephone dispatch. I don't know the fuck. She works at phone batch, company. I think. Yeah, she something like phone that. company or something. But basically, she pretends to be somebody calling the job or something to that effect, and wanting to order a, a postal something like a postal order. Like, because I guess the term is like the not worst the same. scheme ever. Yeah, the the terminology is not the same because she's saying yeah. they were ordering a postal order, but I couldn't figure out what that was supposed to mean. Like, like, like a money order through the post office, maybe. Oh, or like order of Fashion Nova and then saying that you never got it. <laughs> yeah, or something, I, yeah, I wasn't clear on what exactly a postal order was. Was but right. At any rate. Once you call, they immediately fill the order, no questions asked for whatever is... reason. And so then you go to the post office to pick up the postal order. So to me, maybe it sounded like wire fraud or something. Yeah. Well, they, they she got arrested for embezzlement, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming it's some kind of wire fraud where you're... Right. Yeah, like I, she explains it and I promise you like it does not make a bit of difference. Like it I seems don't... very clear cut, but... I don't understand how you was making money. <laughs> right. Like she literally said they called they called and, and, and ordered something from the post office, like money. So either it's like a Western Mo Union situation or it's a money or order. Or money order, right. And then but like who is just who's just filling out who's giving yeah, out money? But they called on distance and no, said like... they needed it over the phone with no proof of who they were. And then the company yeah. just does it. Just does it. And then you just go to the post office. She was 20 years old, so she wasn't even like anyway. She was you, arrested for embezzlement. You, well, yeah, you go to the post office and pick it up. So she says that they were able to embezzle roughly one million kroner, which is yeah. their money. So I did the calculation. That is a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars USD. Which still doesn't feel like I don't know how she did that. 
but a I, lot I, of people yeah. are claiming to making money in ways I don't understand this week. So we'll leave it at that. Um, this so on December thirteenth, nineteen seventy five. Okay, I'll this leave. wine is um, so, good. so good. It's delicious. I'm sure. Mm, I'm sure it okay. is. Uh, <laughs> okay, so December thirteenth, nineteen seventy-five. She's twenty years old. She gets arrested for this weird embezzlement scheme, in the phone, foiling the phone scheme. Watch somebody <laughs> try to take it though. But she <laughs> she confessed to the crime that she had committed with Saver, right? Right. And then right am i missing something no i was gonna say that basically the police come in, like are like hey girl so lifesaver basically flipped on you <laughs> he said you did it by yourself he didn't know shit about it you was the one embezzling right. all the money uh right. try to save yourself think about your baby <laughs> right and she's like but i don't i told you everything i know and I just admitted that I did this and I definitely did it with him. And basically she, at that point, she's like, yo, like we have a fucking kid to go home to. And they kind of never let her eat. They let never let her leave. So they're like starting to question her and they just like throw out a fucking question about Gudmunder. They t- like, they show her a picture and are like, hey, by the way, like I know we told you, you could leave, but right before you go, do you know this person? You know this nigga? Except if for they like, all know each other. Except for everybody knows everybody, everybody knows everybody. And so then, in some six degrees of separation shit, she was like, "Yes, I saw him at a party once at a friend's house, and we had a brief conversation. And I remember him because I thought he was nice." That's literally all she said. She didn't say who his favorite rock band was. She didn't say what his favorite thing to order at lunch was. She don't know nothing about this nigga. She don't even know what school he goes to. What's out of what's I was say what's out of town, but I don't know like how this works here. But like what's out of Iceland this nigga lived on and like any of that. And she's literally giving you very vague, I went to a house party and other niggas was there descriptions. Like like it was it's pretty fucking insane and they basically take that like oh then you know him right yeah it yeah. just uh basically so in the reenactment she's standing by the door with her coat draped over her arm she tells him how she knows him and the and the guy waves her back over and sits her back down in the chair to question <laughs> her some more and at this point, she it, says the wildest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. These people said, mm-hmm. I know you said, we know we said that you could go home to your baby. But we think something terrible happened in your apartment. And what you need to do is go back to the cell and lay down and think about it some more. And then we'll come talk to you about what we think about what happened. You're just not remembering not like- because it was so traumatic. Not lay down. And so then, what does she do, though? She go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> like, they legitimately told that girl to put some tussin on it and go lay down. And because she had like, a traumatic experience. So traumatic that you don't even know that you had it. But they know you had it. Yeah, they know. <laughs> and in the woman, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, but we know. And so you're going to go lay down until you can tell us about it. Right. But the and? crazy, which she, I will preface this by saying that yes, what we find out is that she also, after they told her that Lifesaver might have flipped on her, <laughs> she got to snitching. 
and saying she, other stuff that he was doing. She, yeah, she just told all that man illegal activity business, you know, him and the street urchins. She basically mm. sold all the street urchins out. And um, that's when they was like, oh, shit, now we get now we getting somewhere. And so then they were like, now we have people yeah. to 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 pin these missing people on. And then that's right. when shit got popping. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at this point, she's like, OK, I think I've laid down enough. And they're like, OK, girl, tell us about a time. And then she was like, um, well, one time, 11 months ago, I was asleep. And then, like, I had this dream. And the dream was basically she was laying in her bed and she was hearing voices outside the window, right? And they were, like, saying stuff like, is she awake? Is she asleep? Is she awake? Is she up? Or whatever like that. And then, basically, literally, that was kind of the the, the dream. That and was then, the entire dream. Like, nothing that illegal was happened the in the dream. dream. So, basically, she had a dream <laughs> where she was asleep. And niggas was asking if she was asleep outside of wherever she was asleep. And that was the whole dream. Like, I don't know what that means. I didn't look it up in a dream book. But um, from there, the police basically start making up the rest of it. So now they're trying to convince her that it wasn't, that she wasn't asleep. And, and, that, those, and that it was people outside of her sleeping area like ask like this that this shit really happened like yeah yeah it was a lot so basically after they ask her <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. it's just so ludicrous to me that that of girl it is. That she had a dream about people whispering and they were like oh you're all murderers Oh, uh, <laughs> because that's they, exactly were they were whispering about murder, girl. You ain't even realize. So basically, what we get at this point is a montage of confessions from these people that she is implicated, starting with hers. So on December twentieth, she gives a sworn state statement that we hear part of, and she's saying that she saw um, lifesaver, uh, Christian, Chris, Kristan, Chris. Christine, Christine. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You tried to get away without me putting it up here. I'm going to say it was, I'm going to just go and say it's Christian. I think it is Christian. It's some form of Christian. There's a J in it, but it's Christian. Okay, here we go. Okay, is it also going to be Vlolar, Vlolar, Lulusen? And Triggy, yeah, Triggy? Albert and, 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 and Trick, Trick. Tr okay, hold on. Triggy? I got you. Okay, Triggy? I'm about to put everybody's name up, including Savers and Erlis. And we're going to look at this fuck shit of a paragraph. <laughs> like, watch. So, like, the sp spell check doesn't know what's happening right now. Savar Slesleski, Christian. What does this O do? What does the O do? I'm like, not even what is <laughs> Trigonometry, Albert. Triggy Runer Leafson, Albert Klon Kuslauston, Jujon Sparks' businessman, and Erla. Erla Lifesaver, Christian Triggerfinger, Albert, and Gujon. Good. <laughs> okay. I've done my best. Okay. Glad, glad we're moving on um, from that. But basically, they all just start admitting. 
And so they let Erla out of jail and they call her and they're like, hey, girl. So we went and asked them about it and they totally did what you said they did. <laughs> and she's like, did they? <laughs> and then she was like, okay, cool. And she hangs up the phone and sitting there like, well, damn, maybe it did happen. Keep right. in mind because she is lying. Like none of this shit happened. She done made this shit up. And so now they're calling her back saying, well, yeah, girl, five other people said it happened just like you said it happened. And she was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for yeah. one minor detail. <laughs> right. But she says that she peeks her head out of the door and they're in the living room and they got a body wrapped up in a sheet. She could clearly tell it was a body, but it was wrapped in a sheet. It was one body in a piece. Well, just a whole corpse. Mm-hmm. apparently the five other people involved said that they chopped the person up in the living room or in the bathroom or in the kitchen put them in plastic bags and disposed of them that way that's a big difference uh, <coughs> and what happened but they said fuck it we're gonna go with it so here we go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody confesses and um, what we hear from Christian is that they got into a fight with the guy in the living room and they punched him and he fell and then lifesaver kicked him in the head and it killed him. <laughs> now I want to explain to you that if you have not seen this, when you see it, uh, I'm quick on him in lifesaver, but Savar looks like he weighs 140 pounds. Nothing in my spirit believes he kicked someone in the head with so much force that, that it killed they, them. That it killed them. That I'm so sorry. Skull shattered. Yeah, it didn't like happen. literally. <laughs> I can't see it. I literally can't see when it. When you see I these can't. people, they are small and slight and pale, lacking vitamin D, very malnourished. Um, <laughs> so it just nothing about what they're saying transpired could have could have happened. They've got to be weak from vitamin D deficiency. None of them did these things. Um, <laughs> no, everybody does look very frail. Like they just look very small and elfin. like they're just baking cookies in a tree like they just all look very small (laughs) Um, so Erla is like man I started questioning my memories I don't know what happened the police are still investigating so they've got these people arrested and they're just kind of like whatever yeah like yeah they've just got all these people locked up and they're just still investigating but they have no proof keep in mind they have all of these people in jail based on this person's testimony them corroborating the the story but they have no evidence to corroborate any of this there's no body no dna no murder weapons no fingerprints nothing they can place these missing people anywhere near these people Basically, if it wasn't for somebody t- saying that they were missing, niggas would have never known that they were missing. And not, yeah. Like, there's no trace of any crime. There's no trace of any body. Nothing. So all this shit, like, you kicking the shit, you kicking niggas to death and shit in people's houses and shit, but there's no, the like, LSD blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the LSD. But, um... That like there's no blood or no nothing or no there's no how is there no nothing because they would have probably collected the shoes right if he kicked the shit out of somebody to death right like there's think. no fibers no clothes clothes fibers no like nothing guys there's no fucking sign of a crime and no. so why why not let these niggas false confess because I don't know who did it. <laughs> 
And I mean, that's pretty much what it is. We don't have any leads. We don't know what the fuck happened to these people, even though it's completely normal for people to disappear in the winter, freeze to death because of the weather change and not be found till some shit thaws out, if mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But we're totally going to say this is a murder. This is a murder. Which the second guy that goes missing... Gifner, Gifner, Gifner. Um, Gerfner, 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 Um, basically, they come to Erla's house like six months later, and they're like, "Hey, girl, so do you think that the 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 fun band of street urchins and your boyfriend, baby daddy, do you right. think they could have also killed this guy?" And she was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> if she just don't shut up at this point, like, bitch, you don't know anything. Like, like it's very weird. wild because these people came to her house and like <sighs> sat in her in her kitchen. And she basically says, well, I was very isolated from my family and these are my only friends. Thank so Earl is an op. Let's just go ahead and get that out the way. I mean, um, truly, like, <laughs> and, and my thing is like, she goes, we go on the documentary and like, I don't know that she still don't believe these niggas didn't do it. I still think that she thinks that maybe it happened. <laughs> yeah, it seemed, she seemed, it was giving me when she says that the, the media did like vilified them and it was giving them Charles Manson and his like right. girlfriend situations and she was very much yeah. getting the squeaky from so like i told her oh. she was giving me the squeaky from brainwashed vibes except for the police brainwashed her but whatever it, yes yes savar didn't really do it like i don't even think savar was like doing i think this. she like, was just like impressionable and young and fucking dumb like I, I, the police are your friends girl like what are we talking about here the police are oh not your, side note the police are never your friends I mean, she's like, they told me I can go home. Like, let me let me throw them this. Like, that's basically how Pretty she much. Ran, like so she fabricates very... another story. Like, this is yes. what we're going with this. We say all that yes. to say you basically <laughs> we our house. And we're like, hey girl, that story you told us at the station, real cute. We need you to make another one. <laughs> what else happened? And <laughs> she was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Get out your tape recorders. So Mm -hmm. she tells them that the other guy that went missing was a drug, was a alcohol smuggler. And they called him down to the Harbor because he was supposed to get the alcohol barrels up out of the nets on the side of the fishing boat where they smuggled them. A fight breaks out on the, the boat deck and they kill him somehow that she doesn't explain. And they throw his body into the water, never to be seen again. I'm like, what? But like alcohol smuggler, like, is this not, like, what? It's all, this shit's very ghetto. Um, <laughs> I just really wanted to, like, I don't get it. Like, I wanted to make sense to me, and it's not really making sense to me. So, basically, like, they say he's a, he's a smuggler, and that he's working for some people that have a, as, as they call it, a discotheque. Um, right. Which is they, AKA the club. Basically, <laughs> some, some white men with some long money that own a club they think are possibly involved in smuggling contraband into the country. Uh, so they get arrested too. <laughs> and I was like, that's fascinating. Um, 
I don't know where Chris went, but I'll just keep going because we're here now. Um, so yeah, give me just one second. I just I'm trying to figure out what's happening with my shit, but yeah, go work it. I'm right here. <laughs> okay, so the progressive party is in power right now, and the minister of justice is one of these people that they think is included in the smuggling. So not only have they arrested five people off just the strength of Erla's confused ass, they now have added four more people to that and have implicated the minister of justice for the entire island in some type of smuggling plot and like covering up a murder. And the guy's like, no, that didn't happen. Um, And so then in like May of 1976, they release all the club people and they were like, well, we couldn't find anything that made the story credible. So everyone gets to go home. (laughs) Like they couldn't corroborate any of this. And you would think that would be enough for them to be like, huh, maybe we should do some other investigating. But instead they're like, no, fuck this. They totally did it. We don't care. They confessed. We're going to make these confessions stick. They arrest Erla. Because they didn't have anything else. Right. (laughs) They arrest Erla again. Right. They have five different stories as to how these people were killed. No bodies. No No story. I was just going to fucking say, and no story sounds alike. Like, Like they literally are just out here, like, none of this shit just out here, like, I don't know, vibes. Like, I don't even know what to put with it. Like, it's not and vibes. Like, it's literally just vibes. They're out here vibing the police investigation. Like, they're all fucking, like, psychics. Like, oh, we think maybe I see rushing water in the number five. Like, it's a lot. (laughs) No police work was done that I could tell. Um, Uh, Just to help fabricate the story. That's the hardest they worked. (laughs) The Minister of Justice was like, Y'all are trying to uh, to hem me up and I won't be hemmed up. So in the spirit right. of not looking like I was involved in smuggling alcohol, I'm going to throw y'all a ball. Right. So he brings in right. some German guy named Schutz. 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 And he creates a task force to try to find the bodies. They still ain't yes. found the bodies. <laughs> we we there's no bodies. Voltron <laughs> formed and there was nothing. There was they no came up fight. empty. Like there's Just nothing. Voltron lost. We've the got fight. Nothing. nothing. He lost. So then oh they arrest some God. old nigga. That's the the Gudian Gudian guy, and basically. Because he's older and comes from a good family and isn't in like the mm-hmm. oozy street urchin gang, they were like, Oh, mm-hmm. he's credible and believable because he doesn't do drugs and he's an upstanding member of the community. So basically, so... they convince him that he was there and he drove them to dump the bodies. And he's like, Yeah, I totally did that. I, I was, was there. absolutely there. I was absolutely there. Dump we the bodies. I'm your guy. <laughs> I drove them out there, even though I'm. 15 years older than all of these people. I totally drove them out there to dump a body. And then they told me it was a body after the fact. And I was like, oh, that's what that was. Okay, cool. Wait, do you see, I'm sorry, do you see Pamela's sex messages? (laughs) (laughs) Not, oh my God, like. Oh my no. god, like oh my god, I can hear it in his voice. Like in my mind, I'm hearing it in his voice. And like, like oh this. my god, what? Like, this, did he just wake up? Like he, let's he, was put asleep. Bed in. he was asleep. 
It was absolutely right. Okay, so do you want to talk about? Nap before. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> so we were talking. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to like jump ahead, but I want to make sure that we kind of talk about this, like the um the solitary confinement stints that some of well, these people went through. Let's kind of rush through this other part. So basically, they use this old okay. ass man to make these convictions stick. Basically, they're like, right. we're gonna make this the truth because he was there and he's normal and not a criminal. So that means if mm-hmm. he said it happened, it happened. So they don't have a jury trial. They have a Supreme Court that convicts you. So basically they have what amounts to like if we have a grand jury here that agrees to indict you and then you go to court. I he won, literally I just won. woke up, guys. I won, I won. Chris wins. I knew it. I knew it. Points to Team Gryffindor, Chris Yes, wins. yes. Um, so basically, the Supreme Court is like, nah, y'all did it. They said that the state prosecutor gave a 15 and a half hour speech. So they, I think, just on the strength of him speaking for 15 and a half hours, they were like, nigga. They were like, How, because what are you saying in 15 hours that you're not saying over and over and over and over again? Like, because they didn't have no evidence or fingerprints or bodies or blood evidence or fibers. So what exactly did you say for 15 and a half hours? That is the scary part of all of this. He was literally filibustering in a murder trial. <laughs> like, I don't know what he could have been talking about. Like, none has, they sense. have nothing. Which d- the defense brings up. Everybody's lawyer brings up the fact that there's no evidence. Everyone's what? lawyer is like... What the fuck are we even doing here? Everyone's lawyer was like, this is stupid. Why are we here? The only person's lawyer who couldn't do that was Erla's because all of this was our fucking fault. (laughs) And he was like, girl, just be quiet. And and she just sat there and she sat there and she got three years. Now here's where shit gets sticky because Erla gets three years for embezzlement and what else? Perjury. Perjury. She gets for lying. For lying. To the police <laughs> about murders. Five <laughs> other people still went to jail for. But she still went to jail for. She bitch, when I heard and read that, I literally was like, Did I miss five people in this documentary? Were there five other people that she said were there? And that's what she's getting in trouble for. But no, guys, she's literally. She went to jail for lying on niggas that went to jail because she lied on them. After she lied on them about the murder. Like, it, it, that in itself should have been enough to give these people a new trial. But Christian gets 16 years, Sabar gets 17, Triggerfinger gets 13, and Gurjan gets 10, and then Albert gets 12 months because all they can say is that Albert drove the car. They called Albert and was like, hey, can we borrow your dad's station wagon? And he was like, yeah, okay. Um, I guess so. Erla gets out of jail. She says that after she gets out of prison is the first time that her and this man talked about the fact that she hemmed him up in two fucking murders. And he didn't kill her, which is amazing because I would have Bart Simpson, Homer Simpson, wrapped my hands around her throat. But the part that's the most, which is why you said she, she can't possibly, she still believes they did something because she's confused. About mm-hmm. why he was mad at her. That she seemed genuinely confused as to why this man was mad. That's what I'm saying. 
And she's like, oh, she said there were dark powers in our relationship. And I wrote in my notes, bitch, you are the dark powers. It's you. You're the dark powers. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not really sure what she meant by that. It's like like when they tell people, you you trying to burn sage to get the demons out of your house, but you're the fucking demon. That's the problem, bitch. You're the dark powers. It's not going to leave if you don't. Like, (laughs) You have to go, sweetie. It's you. So Savar starts trying to clear his name and shit. He goes, he gets out, gets married, has kids, moves to Colorado to try to like get over this shit. And still comes back to ice and it was like, no, fuck that. I need to clear my name because I ain't do this shit. Fuck that. Right. Right. So the lawyer. Yeah, go ahead. So his lawyer shows up and the lawyer is the only person that made any fucking sense in this. He was the only person doing his correct job. The police weren't. The other lawyers weren't. The only person that was getting paid to do a job that did it fucking correctly. Because he says the only thing that makes sense. They didn't have any evidence. They didn't have any bodies. There's a lady that they sent to jail for lying to the police, but then they still managed to put everybody in jail that she lied on. Who she lied on. Which They still didn't reopen the case. They tried three times and still didn't get this case reopened. To the point to where Savar, bless his heart, like he just went downhill bad. Like it fucked his life up to yeah. the point to where he became like a he drunk. He was like community. homeless. Yeah, like, it was bad. Yeah, pretty bad. So after he What's dies, that? she needed to be gladiator kicked. She needed to be. Yeah. It was bad. She is the fucking dark powers. Oh, fucking <laughs> dark spirit ass. Oh. Hell. Oh God! Oh, like I'm annoyed. Like God bless it. Like (laughs) oh my God! Basically, after he dies, all the people involved were like, "Well, maybe we should try to provide evidence to prove our innocence." I mean, if you want to, girl, it don't matter. (laughs) After you know, forty years later, they're like, "Damn, well." You know, my dad was in prison and they said he was a murderer, but I have these, you know, his diaries and stuff about what happened while he was in jail. And they're like, oh, let us see those. Mm -hmm. So the reporters get to pulling it out and they start doing new news, you know, bits about it. Mm -hmm. And they turn over the diaries and stuff to this guy, uh, Geesley, Dr. Geesley something. And he oh, Geesley, hold on, Guggen, Guggen Johnson, Kim Jong Un. I think, I think, you're, I think you're getting Johnson at the end of this one, like Geesley, Guggen Johnson, Okay, Johnson. Okay, okay, Geesley Johnson. All right. So uh, he's a professor at this point. It's, um, but he used to be an Icelandic detective. And like, I guess he was like super an expert on false confessions and shit. And he so basically he said, "This the- is the most raggedy shit I've ever seen." In my whole life. Yeah, like literally that <laughs> meme of, get- of Rihanna saying, "This is the most ghetto shit I've ever-. like." That's literally him. Like he literally like had his face scrunched up, like, Ugh. like he was disgusting. He was, <laughs> he was very disgusting. It was a lot. So like- basically. After he comes in and was like, y'all are full of shit, did some bullshit, y'all covered up something, we finna find out what it is. They open an investigation to see what exactly police, what interrogation, what interrogations were done, mm-hmm. what they actually did to these people that could have possibly elicited a false confession, which they probably should have done 40 years, years ago. ago. 
This is in 2017, right? That this mm-hmm. is happening? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they basically decide that Saver Christian, Trick or Trey, fucking Albert, and Ju Johnson, or Ju Jitsu, um, they basically say mm-hmm. that they, they sh- their shit should at least be reheard by the Supreme Court. Um, but they did not give Erla a retrial because she did lie. <laughs> she did actually lie. Like, this lady ruined five other people's lives and got the least amount of time for any of it. And they finally were like, well, girl, yeah, the rest of you is fucked up. But you, girl, you really did lie to the police. You so got that's got to stay. That's got to stay. Yeah, that's gonna you gotta you gonna have to eat that one. You deaf lied. Um, which now we find out she lied mm. under some serious duress, but she still lied, which is wild because I mm. feel like they probably could let her off the perjury charge. Probably <laughs> considering, but um I feel like they're keeping it because they like, damn bitch, you made me work so hard to make up the rest of the story. You ain't giving me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You owe me this because you couldn't just come up with a story that people wouldn't ask questions about. And now look at us. Um, look at us. So basically, oh like she was in, they said, I think Savar was in, like interrogated like 180 times for like over 340 hours or something insane. Something crazy like that. Um, while they were. Go ahead. Um, uh, they were, they were saying they were given drugs. And then they were like made to like stay awake and they were like tortured with water, like fucking tactics. And um, I guess Saver had a fear of water. And they so were they saying, would, yeah, like, and then these people essentially like waterboarded him and like threatened to drown basically. him and threatened to drown him if he didn't say he confessed, which if you are afraid of deathly afraid of drowning and of water, of course you're gonna confess. You're gonna say whatever they want you to say. Yep. He also mentioned that he felt like the drugs that they were giving him to help him sleep were like messing up his memory too, like making things foggy and made and not clear to him. So they gave Erla tranquilizers four times a day. Um, Christian tried to kill himself twice, so that mm-hmm. lends itself to your credibility and mental health. Albert mm-hmm. went crazy and had to be sedated. <clears throat> yeah. I think um, they said Trig- Trigger Trey spent 655 days in solitary confinement. Oh yeah, over 600. Uh, let me let's go through this. So the only the only way that their solitary confinements ended was when they signed these confessions, basically. Um, so we're talking about Erla. She was held in solitary confinement for 242 days. Um, two of them were kept in uh, in confinement for over 600. Um, Trigger trades was 655, the longest solitary confinement outside of niggas in Guantanamo Bay. Like, can you just wrap your fucking brain around that real quick? Like, oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> what's, what's up, sleepy? Yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? Come back. You know, it's a bad every day. Anytime you got a hat on in your own house. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to All Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You're Penrose, by the way. <laughs> you didn't know. Which you, which you got? Huh? <laughs> Say no. Shit. My bad. Hi. <laughs> 
Hey, you know, hey, I'm just gonna <laughs> you niggas know my life. <laughs> oh, so my bad. Well, my bad. well all, no, the okay. people, all the people have been tortured in there in solitary confinement. So yes, we're just talking about how uh trigger trade or sorry tr- trig v leafson. You you missed all of us with the terrible <laughs> name. I'm glad y'all called the nigga Trigger Trey because on my on my notes I think that nigga name is like Lil Tig or Young. Trigger. I think the only person named that I didn't give a nickname. Erla. Erla and Erla. Everybody and Albert. else. <laughs> everybody else got a straight nickname Young Sive. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So I think I don't know. So I feel you. Yeah, them names was the niggas that went disappearing. That nigga name was Gutter and uh Gouda and uh and Gifford Gopper Jeffrey Yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Jeffrey so laugh and little Gouda went missing. I, I was naming oh. the shit out of niggas like yo, what the fuck? I was like, we are nobody's about to call these niggas by their name. Nobody. Not at all. Um, But we were just talking about before you came in how Trigger Trade did 655 days in solitary confinement, which was like the longest that anybody has ever done in the history outside of of Guantanamo Bay, which is like, what? Like, (laughs) right. I mean, I was. Listen, and then motherfuckers motherfuckers was demanding that bitch be shut down because they're right. Right. War criminals be shut down, and you treating a nigga in a fucking local jail worse than that. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and they really were. Like, they was talking about they were just doing like torture techniques on these poor people. Uh, and I'm trying to find my notes. I'm sorry. Which I feel okay. like it's whatever his name was. Shoot, 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 that's his name. That was his name. <laughs> it, it was it was giving me Nazi. It was giving it was giving me third right. And I feel like he's responsible for all of the torture. Mm, I'm not. I'm not in disagreement with you. <laughs> it, was giving me third. it was giving me SS. So it was giving me SS. <laughs> police. All the keys. It was giving me Hitler's police tease. And I just feel like he did. Right. That nigga was giving devil next door vibes and shit. Like, absolutely <laughs> was like, hey, we gonna you pin a murder on some people. Watch me show. I'm gonna show you how to do it. They was talking about he taught them new interrogation techniques. Nigga, that sounds like some shit that you're not allowed did to do. He, <laughs> did he or did he say we finna lie to these folks and we finna tell them that we gonna take their babies and put them in a wood chipper if they don't commit a confess? Like, like what? Like right. he, I, I feel like it was just the strategy to like tell these people the most ridiculous shit was gonna happen to them if they didn't like if they didn't right. But you I know mean, what's crazy? Six fifty five in solitary confinement wasn't torture enough. The crazy part for me is as I'm watching it, and the first time Erla said that she remember, uh, remember that first day was like she woke up and she remember watching all three of them beat dude up and mm-hmm. all of this shit. I just remember, you know, once we got to the point where they was talking about the torture and how long they had him in solitary confinement and everything, 
they had said that, that her first confession, she had dreamt it or some shit. And I just, when I seen that, I was like, yo, this isn't the first time I heard about this. I remember watching the documentary and this dude who, who had been convicted for rape before had got accused of raping this girl. Couldn't find out. He never did it. Never went to this girl house. I don't even think knew this She girl. had a never dream seen. about the rape. She had a dream that he raped her. No, the dude dreamed that he raped the girl. And he told the cops that dream, and they cut everything off except for him to part being like, "Yeah, this is a dream," but everything <laughs> else they kept on tape, and they, and they used that shit. And I was like, "Yo, these cops for real be using fucked up ass tactics." Like, you took this girl back and forth to the room. You didn't like you said. You telling her like, "Oh," like Slim was like, "Yo, how long I'm gonna be here? I gotta get back to my kid." Like she didn't even think this was gonna be some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, right. you you use all of this to finally she like, oh maybe it wasn't a dream. Maybe I like yeah. These niggas these for it to be like they what they say it was a time where everybody knew everybody. Like yeah, the, the niggas everybody trusted the police. I just but my thing is I just don't know if there's that much trust in the world. Like I, like at some uh, point I'm sure in my life I might have had a slight trust of the police. Like, I might be like I. Didn't, <laughs> Hell yeah, bro, I'm asleep, man. Shit. <laughs> real life. He was real sleep. He was stressed. I was real sleep, bro. Pants off, knock the fuck out. Listen. Knock the fuck out. It, it was real sleep. I was on the couch. I wasn't even in the bed, nigga. This was not. Uh, <laughs> I told you he took a nap. This was non-playing sleep. Yeah, they were delirious. That's absolutely it. Like it, it's absolutely the type of interrogation tactics you use on war criminals and people that you are trying to torture. I mean that's and that's and and that's the sad part. They were just a bunch of kids who were hippies that society didn't like, and because they had a couple of minor drug arrests, they were like, "Oh, these they're murderers." And it's like, well, how do you make the jump from petty drug dealers to murderous gang of thugs? Right. Yeah. Right. Like what's nobody? Like we still don't know that anybody was actually fucking murdered. We don't even true shit. We don't even fucking know that anything ever fucking happened besides them niggas just getting lost in the snow or whatever the fuck. Because truthfully, he showed up at the harbor cafe, left his keys in the ignition. What if he just fucking it was dark and the motherfucker hit his head and fell in the water and washed out the sea? They're not gonna find his fucking body like he's gone. Yeah. And then for the one nigga to be like, oh, we seen him, he, we seen him leave with somebody. And it's like, all right, nigga, who's that somebody? Nobody ever said nobody that. held up these people's mugshots and said, was it any of these people? Right. Right. And then they was just like, oh, first Can off, you I heard draw to somebody like, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna tell they're gonna be like, oh yeah, Christian was the dude that called from the bar. Like, nigga, that was that process of elimination. They was like, oh. We're gonna say Sav was doing this. <laughs> was outside. They was looking at his pictures like yeah. what what would a nigga named Sav be doing in this situation? Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like they just it was it was wild. Like honestly, this <laughs> good Sunday, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yo. I did. Yeah, it's just wild to me that they, like, I don't know if they were just in over their heads because they never really had anything like that happen, but that's got to be the worst police work I have ever heard of being done. Like, they they didn't, 
Like they interrogated these people for like seven days a piece or some shit. Like they didn't ask anybody else any questions. Uh-uh. They didn't uh-uh. exhaust any other leads. They didn't ask any witnesses. They didn't uh-uh. take these people's pictures anywhere and be like, well, are these the people you saw him with? Nothing. Nothing that the even beginning, the, the, the middle, basic- the end. <laughs> it all started and ended in that room with Erla. They never they had no field work. They never did nothing. They never checked. They never checked nobody. They never asked the son. They never asked the son, like, yo, what do voice sound like on the other end of the phone? Right. What time did the nigga call your dad? What time was was supposed really at the bar? They was just like, yo, these and then the thing about it, like, I ain't gonna front, you know, I never compare anybody's plight to the black plight. But what I will say. Is them niggas painted them niggas to be the most hardened criminals through the whole fucking thing. And then you find out these is like some teenage niggas that did what teenage niggas do. They roughed a couple niggas up. One of them stole some shit before and they smoke a lot of weed. That's what niggas nigga. was doing at that age. Like, nigga, that's it. That's it. Like, this is like, saying. That's why I was it. calling them. They, they were like a fuck. They were, they were some fucking, uh, like, uh, they were a street, they were ur- urchins. They were street urchins. It was newsies. Like if yeah. they weren't like real criminals, like <laughs> they were not real fucking criminals. It is a big ass jump from petty theft to murder, and most people never make that jump. Like that was never very presumptuous of them. The other part I don't understand is you doing all these murders. A man disappeared from the club. Now his friend said we was in the club together, and he disappeared from the club. Y'all didn't ask these people where they were when this happened. Fight. The club. Did y'all have right. plans at the club? Did right. bro? It was not just oh, he went out in the snow, my nigga never came back. Like they never tried to get an alibi for any of these people. I don't even think they tried to ask them where they were. Like that's the part that's confusing. You're saying that you had six people, and you are saying none of these people had an alibi for these for these murders, which is insane. That they didn't do, and she made it up in her mind, so they weren't there. So where the fuck were they? That's all I want to know. Really, what were these people's alibis? Where were they? Like, for real, where were they? Because they weren't there. So it's like, basically, they went but in where there. Where's there? Where's there at? What, right, where is there? Yo, you know Where the fuck thing? is there at? I don't know if y'all talked about this before I came on. Damn, I wish I had my notes. Remember the four old niggas that got caught? And then they let them niggas go? Yeah. Like, what happened to them niggas? Because my thing is, them niggas look like they hung out. Look at the clothes that was in the pictures. They look like they hung out with the with the old head, uh, uh, the, the nigga that was deleted, the Ministry of Defense, whatever the fuck his name was. Oh, and it's like, uh, these you niggas know, go did. missing. And that's the thing about it. Like, they let them off the hook because they did police work there. They probably, they, they probably verified their alibis, realized they were doing whatever rich white men in Iceland do. Minding their goddamn business and was like, "Well, I can't pin a smut. I can't pin a murder on them." Right. Right there. Let these niggas go. But then right. they, you know, but then they could pin a murder on a bunch of teenagers with tough lives and be like, "Oh well." Yeah. I know you said you were out and there was, you know, and there's a, a room full of people that can, can corroborate that you were in the corner doing LSD at a party, but you totally are a murderer. Like I just but feel like a bitch had right. a dream and said that you the bitch had a dream and woke up and said you murdered somebody. So we're gonna go with that instead. She had a dream that she was outside whispering asking if she was awake. Now <laughs> it's what she had that's what I'm about. saying. Like she didn't even give you enough dream for you. Like all of this is you. Y'all did all of this. Like 
y'all this is y'all story y'all created she didn't even give y'all enough store like enough dream like the dream was literally nothing like i don't know if you've ever been around somebody on lsd but the last thing they about to do is murder anybody that shit is not happening but what we do find know. is that she couldn't get any of the people. Well, whoever I don't remember who I listen, I can't tell you who made this documentary. But basically, they said that everybody that was involved in the case, except for the people that they wrongfully imprisoned and tortured, declined to be interviewed. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like to see them go to prison because they deserve. Yeah. They could do three years. I mean, if if, if Miss Mamas can do three for embezzlement and and lying to you about murders that people mm-hmm. still got put in jail for, then mm-hmm. the least you could do is maybe go to jail for the same perjury because you definitely made those lies up for her. Yeah, like you definitely did. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't even. It wasn't even a good foundation of a story to begin. Like from what she was telling y'all. Like y'all literally Barney bagged. The, that shit like and pieced it together and made did it to what y'all want to believe uh, yeah I definitely did say Barney bags <laughs> he took out the odds and ends and fucking strings and shit and fucking tied it all together and was like okay this is what happened <laughs> like these your friends okay cool like <laughs> everybody was there this is what everybody did and that's that like that's literally what they did and long story short uh Savar is dead. Everybody else is sitting with us in these interviews. Erla looks road hard and put up wet and still confused. And still, um, she still don't know. Like <laughs> she still behind her memory is fucked up. And she was That's so confused. Wild. And she feels so guilty about what happened. And it's like, I don't think you do actually, but Nope. I think she feels she feels guilty because she want y'all to forgive her for lying so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, because when she said she got to get other people spit in her face, I was like, yeah, probably. Like, so. and like she was giving like shock. Like she like how would why would people do that? Like, why would people spit in her face? Why would Savar be mad at her? Like she just had a lot of whys about a lot of shit, and the why should have been directed to the police. The first, the first thing though, uh-huh. and then that's another thing. Y'all probably hit on that before I got here. Like at the end of the day, they did torture them, and you know, made up a lot of shit, made them believe shit. But wasn't all of this kind of built on the fact that she went in there and lied originally or some shit? Like when she first went in there, wasn't it like, oh, I'm just kind of mad at this nigga. I don't like fucking with this nigga no more. We she didn't lie. She just told all of his illegal activities when she should have just said. I would like to speak with the lawyer, please. I have nothing right. more to say. Yeah. But she because was like, oh. cheating on her, she just gave up the ghost. Right. See? Which is why I said she's she's a snitch. Like that that bitch stops. Like I don't That's like I happened. feel bad for her because obviously she was brainwashed, but girl, also like all of this could have been prevented. All, all of had, it. Me and all you had true. to do was say, hey, that was a dream. Nothing happened. I don't. I wouldn't have even said about. that. I would have in my head when they would have gone. Like, you know why are you telling the police about your dreams anyway? Like that's the part. What that the confusing. fuck are they psychic? Like I don't. Like are they? I don't understand. Like are they dream interpreters? Like why are you? Why are you giving this to a detective? Like if it didn't happen, you don't. 
Honestly, if it did happen, you don't don't even fucking say that shit unless a fucking lawyer's there. Like, I don't just don't say anything. Like that's the part. Like you specifically there, shit that didn't happen. Like, like people got you on the embezzlement, girl. Like all you had to do was say, yeah, that's fucked up. I did the embezzlement. And if you still want to be mad because they said the nigga ratted you out, like you still could have just said, hey, he be selling drugs times. And you could have left it at that. And you still would have gotten to go home, girl. Like you did not have to do the rest of this. At one point, she said she murdered one of the people. She shot him. So I was like, they had to. Yes, Yes, with a shotgun. Like, bitch, you didn't even. That's the part that got me like, she told the story like, are oh, they drug him out there and then they shot him? And then they told that story again and she the one holding the gun. And I'm like, yo, this shit getting a little too at, at some point, like, yeah, they fucked, they fucked their head up and all of that shit. But it was just like, yo, even after as the police, even when you don't like you gotta realize, like, damn, we done fucked up. We done made these niggas tell a lot of lies. Like, blood, like <laughs> Just at the point that life. you, yeah, the point that you couldn't make any of this a cohesive story between five people, why did you just right. not say, "Well, fuck it, back to the drawing board"? We're gonna have to cut them loose until we can figure out who's lying. Put a detail right. on these people. I don't know. Have somebody bug their phones? You say you say right. they murderers. You can't get a fucking warrant to get some taps right. on the phones. Right. Right. They just, they just, they just wanted somebody. It's like making, you know, making a murderer. They just wanted somebody to pin that shit on, and them niggas was the easy. They just wanted somebody to pin "quote unquote" murders on. They may not even be murders because they could have literally just wandered into the abyss and just and die and disappear. Yeah, and just be dead. Like what? Why? Why? Why, why do we the team, Chris? because I've mm, under reevaluation and. A little bit more looking into it. You're not about to tell me that this nigga killed that lady. Ah, You're not gonna do it. Yeah, maybe. I agree. I think I think maybe he might have done it. I still don't think his nephew was there. (laughs) I still think he a little dumb dumb too. But no, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Mr. Avery no more. I think that he got real cocky after he won that lawsuit and shit and was like untouchable. And let me see. I'm saying though, the re- the reason if he they if, did they did in fact make murderers. I think I they, they did make one. <laughs> if that nigga killed her, my man's with the glasses that looked like he really wanted to be on um like Barney Fife team. That mm-hmm. nigga was part of. Because remember, my man's was like, "Yo, the the plate number." The lady read the plate number, and he was like, "Oh, I know that car or whatever." Like, how the fuck yeah, you know? how you like, know that car like that? that shit. Yeah. So I know we ain't talking about making a murderer, but you know, yeah, I, I, I kind of believe in you, Steve. Or whatever Ooh. the fuck you Hold on, Mr. Avery. Um, but yeah, so what else? Are we missing anything here, guys? No. The bottom line is lady <laughs> no. a lady lied, told a lot of lies, got a bunch of people tortured because she told the police way more information than she should have. And then she ruined their lives, turned one of them into a, a, a an alcoholic drug abuser who had tried to get his life together and then somehow ended back up in Iceland on the streets. And then she had the white ass nerve to be like, when he died, everyone came to his funeral. Whole town was there. Like this nigga was some saint. We all just treated this nigga like shit. Like, first off, <laughs> this up the young side when that nigga was when his son was like yeah we moved back to america i was like yo this nigga still in the light the nigga in the fucking picture like he was like 19 
Till he started mm-hmm. doing dope, then his eyes got big and shit, and it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said yeah. he actually when he first moved back, he actually looked pretty damn good. He looked like himself. He didn't look like jail was too hard on him, which I hear jail over there is very nice anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> not when you yeah, get yeah, waterboarding. Like, like, <laughs> dorm rooms and Xboxes, girl. They like it's like dorm living. Like it's not. It's like the <laughs> Yeah, where you can just step over the wall and dip if you want to. Ain't nobody about to chase you. They live in like fucking dorm apartments or like with just like a fucking jail door on them. Like it's not. Anytime you got two beds and they not bunks and the bitches at least six feet apart, that ain't jail. That's a roommate. (laughs) Yeah, they they got roommates. They're not going to jail. They play video games and shit. They fine over there. They 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 need regular clothes and shit. Them niggas is probably hanging, hanging sheets in the middle of the room. Like, nah, this is my room. That's your room. Like, nigga, what? Yeah, they fine. Like, they, Friday every day. Yeah, they have like, <laughs> shit. like they're super fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he came out of there looking fine. They just all look very, I don't know. Everybody's teeth was yellow, and that was confusing. <laughs> um, that that was paining me deeply. Everyone's teeth were yellow. Like that was scaring me. Was it even the sun? You know, was you know how like, yellow too, and I was like, "Oh my god, burn!" You know, you know how like when you can't, like, you can't like pick out which color you want to paint your wall. Like that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> like it's different. It's different shades and tones. Do I want golden yellow, off white, <laughs> butternut <laughs> yellow, <laughs> old pea brown? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, but. The moral of the story is, is that they reopened the investigation and nobody knows what happened to those people to this day. And we 40 years removed from the shit. And the truth of the matter is, is they locked up a bunch of innocent people for some crimes that they didn't commit. And they are never going to find those bodies because it has been 40 years and the animals have scavenged whatever the fuck was left. Fuck yeah, dude. Those people, listen, I'm telling you, them niggas. Because again, keep in mind, she's confessing this dream shit a year after the guy went missing so at that point (laughs) the animals done got him like whatever's left of him wherever he wandered off to the animals have eaten him so they're not gonna find any bodies and they just ruined 15 years of these people's lives for no fucking reason except for albert a year of his life he's fine my thing though look shout out to every nigga especially the young nigga trigger Trey. like all of these niggas got treated like that and they came out and lived somewhere normalized. Albert, you drove a fucking car. That was it. How you go crazy? Because <laughs> Albert, no, he ain't did shit. Albert was like, look, bro, like, I didn't do shit. And the crazy part is we say Albert drove the car. Albert didn't even drive the car because they didn't murder anybody. Albert wouldn't even let these folks out. Where was he? Where was Albert driving? That's why Albert went crazy because Albert probably told those people where the fuck he was, and they was like, "No, you weren't. You were you were at their apartment. You drove the body. You don't remember Albert? (laughs) Pink, pink, turn the lights on, make some noise." Albert came. Remember Albert? And he was like, "What? Yeah, I remember that." And he's like, "Damn, Albert, tissue paper." Was that <laughs> but what was was he where though, Penrose? Was he where? Right. Where is there? You're right. <laughs> Wherever the murders that didn't happen occurred. It's like you remember the part they was telling the like... story? They was telling the story, and then they was like, every time somebody told a story, one person wasn't there. Or like, no, every oh, whatever the fight was, all three of the niggas, it was like, yeah, there was a fight, but I ain't had shit to do with it. He was beefing with trigger. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a fight, but I ain't had shit to do with it. He was beefing with Christian. Oh yeah, I remember that fight. 
Man, that shit to do. Like, nigga, what? How about your man's? Remember so everybody, the, 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 the one thing everybody could agree on was save our kick him in the head. That yes. niggas was fighting. <laughs> niggas fighting and save our kick him. That's the only thing we could agree on. If, if anything did happen that night, that nigga save our took some wing tips to a nigga temple. Outside of that, <laughs> the rest of this shit is false. That is it. That is it. They took some LSD and went and did regular kid shit. Them people was minding no. their business. They probably had curfew. They probably was at home. Sleep, mamas and daddies can vouch for it, and they still went to prison. Still. Yeah, real yeah. shit. Because police uh, are horrible people, and that's the end. Thank you. And that's the end. Uh, this oh, this was uh, out of thin air. Again, if you guys want to watch it, it does require a lot of reading, so just be up for that. Um, it is on Netflix. It's a good story of some shit that never happens. Real shit. <laughs> You want some and shit that actually didn't take place? Go watch yeah, that man. shit. You know how niggas um, be in jail and say that they didn't do it, but they did it? They were in jail yeah. and they didn't do it. They really yeah. didn't do it. And they never said that they didn't do it because they didn't know that they didn't do it. Because <laughs> they didn't know that they did it in the first place. Bully said they did it, and then they just said, okay. Well, I yeah, guess I, so. I felt like the... I feel like the cops is going home like, nigga, can you believe what we just did? <laughs> Holy shit. I had my seventh grader write a story about a murder and I took it up there and she fucking read it on tape. Right. He's like, nigga, roll up, roll I can, up. I told you I could fucking write a movie, Sarah. I told you. Right. Right. Nigga, you never believed in my dreams. Um, But yeah, do <laughs> you want to tell them what we're going to do next? Yes. I'm is that so is that excited. what we're doing? We are doing I mean, that one next, right? Malice. Yes. Absolutely, guys. I'm so excited to tell you that sports documentaries have again taken a hold of us, and we will be covering Malice in the Palace Colony. Uh, but um, <laughs> you guys can watch the Untold uh, on Netflix, and then catch us here around the same time. In two weeks. Two weeks. Yo, two weeks. And for everybody that's watching, I don't give a fuck what they say. Man, nobody coming here with no pacer energy. Man, nobody coming here. Like, listen, y'all niggas know I'm from Detroit. I was watching that fight. Listen, I have so much. I have so much to say because I was in Chicago, but I always have a second team when my team isn't playing. And it, for, at that point, the Pistons were my team. And everybody in my house hated me for it. And I mean, we you're from were on, Chicago, yeah. And I'm from Chicago. Everybody was not okay with it. I I'm, took all the yeah. hate that season. Um, and I watched this, and I felt completely different. Like, listen, the, the Pistons didn't do shit. Okay. You know, I mean, the Pistons came. Oh. <laughs> And she said, with, with good connection, please. <laughs> you know what? I was time too. I woke up. I said, shit, let me get myself together. 10 o'clock. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I had time. Like, shit, I sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, yeah. Oh, shit. But, guys, that's it. We're done here. Make sure again to catch us in two weeks. It's going to be a fucking. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's going like, to be some malice in the palace, in our palace. Maybe. But I don't know. So, 
We'll see you guys next time. I'm Chris. That's BJ. And Payroll's finally showed up. This is all talk. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.